For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Welcome back to another edition of the College Football Index. My guy, Chad Clark, is joining me for the show. Big show today. We got the playoff field. A little bit controversial. It was, yeah. I mean, mean, you look back to, what, a couple years ago, and Florida State was one of the the schools that voted against the 12-team playoff being this year. And, uh... Leaves them out because of it. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, but if they could go back, they probably wish uh, they didn't uh, vote against it starting this year. Yeah, it it, it it's it's kind of crazy. So, you know, think like I thought they were a lock. I just think I'm shocked that an undefeated team didn't make it. Now I know the court. Okay, it, 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 let me ask this right off the bat: If Travis is healthy, they make it. Yes, I think. Well, yes, yes, maybe. Uh, I, that's where I don't think we know, Coach. I, I, we're not sitting in that room. We don't hear what they have to. We have what they have to say. But at the end of the day, do you really think they were they were going to leave out an SEC school? There was no freaking way they were going to do that. There was no way. Okay, let me and, ask you this: If Alabama lost to Auburn, and they still beat Georgia, they're done, right? Or do they just put Georgia in and say you're 29 and one in your last 30 games with your one loss is a three point loss to, to Alabama in the championship game? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's the interesting debate, you know. Of that's what, who I think. I, I think Georgia might have got screwed more than anybody. You're telling me you think Washington? Who I know you, had, you can't leave them out. They listen. They had a great year. They're better. Who'd be favorite, Georgia or Michigan? Who'd what? Who'd be favorite? Who'd Vegas have favorite? Georgia or Michigan? Georgia. Georgia would yeah, be but You can't go off that. Then if we go off favorites, but, then, no. then, then why do we play the Oregon Washington game? Washington was favored by uh, Oregon was favored by nine and a half. This is not a participation trophy. Like this is this is what they yeah, think but, the, like, the parameters are set forth. If you win all your games, okay. You should make you're a power five team. You went and you scheduled LSU. I know they weren't great, but still you beat them. You scheduled two SEC teams, you went two and zero against them. I, I'm just playing. I would I think there's there was probably six teams that deserve to be in this year, coach. It's simple as that. Maybe even seven. Ohio State really Ohio State for a six point in listen, I'm Mr. Hater when it comes to Ohio State. You know this. But you really did it consider Ohio State not even consider them getting in. That they had a six-point loss on the road. They had the ball inside the what forty-yard line, thirty-yard line, and they threw an interception with a chance to win the game to upset the number one team that they have in the college football playoff now. And they're and they're what ranked seventh. So it's like, like this was just this year we kept talking about when are these teams going to drop? When are these teams going to drop? And nobody dropped. Florida State didn't drop. Texas in years past they've dropped. 
Washington, Oregon, they, they would have usually beat themselves up or, you know, lost East Wash one game. If Washington loses a game, they're not in, right? Like, if Oregon beats them, the Pac-12 probably doesn't have anybody in. Right? If what? Say that one again more time. If Oregon beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship, is Oregon in? I think so. Really? I, I, I think if you look at this. I don't think they get in over Florida State. I think the best conference this year was was the Pac-12. Like, I, 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 I can easily make the case right now that Washington should have been one. Washington should have been yeah, one over Michigan. Michigan, yeah, Michigan's Michigan's strength of schedule wasn't wasn't great, and that's where I think Bama, like their strength of schedule, was top five. Like at the end of the day, what was Florida State's 50, 55th? But I will say Florida State kind of got screwed by LSU not being that great this year. Like, or LSU didn't have like Brian Kelly obviously can't coach defense because their defense stunk. Um, you know, Georgia. Here, here's this: What if Georgia would have? What if they're out of conference? Beginning of the season wasn't total dog shit, and they beat, let's say, a Clemson or a decent team, a Notre Dame, Texas State, you know, something, somebody decent. Um, are they in? I don't know, but the the, the thing, thing about it is, uh, I tell you what bothers me is they've had this since fourteen, you know, and the precedent is, has been if you're undefeated, you make it. We let Cincinnati in. Who was undefeated in a weaker conference, but we won't yeah. let Florida State in. And I know this is a tough fear. I just can't believe it. You know, let me ask you this. Here's another one. If Texas and if Texas and Alabama didn't play, I think Florida State makes it. Because I think they can't, they couldn't, they were like, oh, we, we want to put Texas in. Well, but then we, we, we can't put out, we can't then, you know, you got to have the SEC in, but then you, you, you can't, you know what I mean? Like if Georgia, what if Georgia wins? If Georgia wins, Florida State might make it, right? I think Florida State, yeah, I think Florida State's in and probably Texas is probably out. Because they can't do one without the other. I just don't you feel bad, man. Come on, you gotta feel so bad for Florida State. I do, I do. I, it, it's I, horrible. I, they won every game. Do you know how hard it is in a sport that is that every week is the most NFL. We see wild card teams go go win Super Bowls. It doesn't. The regular season matters, but it doesn't matter, right? In college football, every game matters. Okay? I think and in college, into the, into the you're... year, you ended up with who? Who was undefeated? You, you ended up with. Michigan was undefeated. You ended up with Washington was undefeated. You ended up with Florida State, and they don't make it. It's asinine, and I, I think it's it shows. I think it's a shows an ACC biased. I, I don't know. I think it's wrong. I really do. I, I can't get over it. You know, um, I'm just really frustrated for Florida State fans and those players because I think they deserved it. Yeah, and they did play two SEC teams on the road, beat them both. It's <laughs> The end of the day, that's pretty impressive. In yeah, both non-conference games, they didn't have to schedule them. Now they always schedule Florida, and and, and then they they did uh, LSU was I think that was a that was a neutral site, but still, you know, still a nice you know, what, coach, life's not fair. The committee had a decision to make. Do you leave probably the best conference? And I'm not saying they're the best conference this year. I do think Pac-12 was tough, but probably do you leave hit historically. Who's dominated these college football playoffs? You leave a, a twelve and one Georgia team or a twelve and one Bama team out of it? I just don't think you do. 
I don't this I mean you had to put one of those teams in there and they went with Bama, who I think is playing the best. We've said it. We said the last three or four weeks. Now they did have to sweep by Auburn, but we said would it be some would it be shocking if Bama wins national championship? Well now I think they're set up to win national championship. I don't no I, think they, I think they beat Michigan and I don't think I don't think Washington um and them have a chance. You know, Texas has has a chance against them, but um, I, I, I I guess here's my problem. The the bottom line. The bottom line is if you go deserving versus who were the best teams, right? If you would put the best teams in, Georgia should have made it. Georgia's in. And probably, let's be honest, you could probably sneak in Ohio. Is Ohio State better in Texas? I think they probably are. Are they better in Washington? I'd like to see that freaking game being played. It's probably a good game, hell of a game. Yeah, Washington, Ohio State, and and, Washington, and uh, Texas, Ohio State would be a great game. I agree. I, I, I know. It, it just – Here's another question. You're I get it. Like Florida State, ninety, they could probably run the next fifty seasons, and then 13, 13 and 0 ACC team is probably getting in ninety eight percent of the time. It's just the way the the way the cards fell this this year. I, I wonder too, if we didn't have the twelve team playoff coming next year, the outrage. I mean, the outrage now is crazy. But if we didn't have the twelve team playoff coming next year, let's say it was coming like. Three years, they would have moved it up because because people would be like, "This is bullshit. We we got to do something." Well, how about this coach? About- and I wonder if they did it partly because it's the last year they could do it, and they're like, "This would never happen again." You're undefeated. You're in a 12 team playoff every year. Well, here, here's this coach. All those teams aren't undefeated because because Washington and them are joining the Big Ten, and then Texas is joining the SEC, so they're they're not going to have this problem probably moving forward. That's true. That's a good point because, yeah, that, that that I didn't even think of that. That's a great point. You know that, that they. It's, 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 it, this was it. I mean, this is. I feel so bad for Novell. Yeah. He goes there and turns the program around. Here's the other thing. What if they have their back? What if the their, their third quarterback looked horrible? It was an ugly game. But but all this stuff got leaked today from community members. They're watching the game like, oh, these guys suck. They went thirty-five nothing, and the quarterback was good. Are they in? I they might. Then who are you leaving out? At Texas? I, I I thought, and I was wrong, I thought they were going to move. I, well, Mandel said this, and I thought it made sense, Stuart Mandel. And then I was thinking about it a lot. I thought maybe they moved Texas. They did have Texas three. I thought they put Texas at three, put Florida State at four, and said, well, the matchup was between Florida State and Bama, and we gave it to Florida State. Um, and, and Because... Uh, they're undefeated, you know. I thought. I'm just saying, to me, the regular season doesn't matter. If, if I was a guy, if I was an AD waking up today, I'm, I'm telling my coach, "Hey, we're going to cancel all our big boy non-conference games because it doesn't matter." Because they went and scheduled LSU and Florida, two SEC teams, and they still get passed over by SEC. It's pointless. You should have scheduled Middle Tennessee State and West and uh, uh, some other crappy school because there's no point. You play two SEC teams and you still get screwed out of the playoff. Well, it's, it's about the money, coach. They're making a lot of money off the schedule of those games and and uh, you know the TV rights and all that kind of stuff. Come on, like that's like, listen. Listen, at the end of the day, I didn't think Florida State was a top four team. I don't think they would be favorite. About I don't think, and I know you can't say this, but I call bullshit. They would not be favorite over any other team in that top seven 
starting with Ohio State. If they played them right to, if they played them on Saturday, one Saturday from now, they wouldn't be favored against any of those teams. You can't so judge that online. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Then why do we play games? See, okay. Again, like I said earlier, you're in your, and you're building up your life to go to the pro. Like nobody said, oh, if you go undefeated, you get to play for a national championship. It's not. Like that's look what the history of the sport for a hundred years. You've been defeated. In 1993, you make it the 1993, Notre Dame beat Florida State head to head, but they gave the national championship to Florida State, and they both had the same record. So tell me, was that wrong or was that right? I, 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 right. So? If I was around 1993 and I wasn't 12, I would probably be yelling too. Well, go back and look. You, so two Nordic, runs make a right? No, I'm Nordic, just saying. I think they got Notre Dame. They're around. They're the national. That's when they just appointed the national champions. Like, I'm not – like, listen, the eye test didn't tell me Florida State was a top team. It just didn't the last couple of weeks. Well, now we this eye test now? Okay, what, what about Alabama almost losing to Auburn? Well, the eye test doesn't tell me they were good. They, well, they struggled nobody, against the team. Nobody's, nobody's bitching about the NCAA basketball tournament where they where they eye tested for seeding and the last four teams don't get in or the last four teams get out. Yeah, because you're talking about the last four versus, versus a small man. Like, you're talking about 64 versus four. Well, I'll tell you what they—they they always have a debate on number, number one seeds and number for number three and four, two, three, and four seeds. So it's—that's it, the eye test. It's all right, res- I, all right. I, I just disagree. I—I—I I, I think it's so messed up and unfair. I would be and- fine, coach. Of course they did. I'm fine. I'm not gonna. I like it is what it is. Like I watched that whole Louisville game. I thought they—they they looked okay. They didn't—they didn't look like a national championship type team. No, defense looked good, and Louisville came in top twenty in the in the country in yards per play. I'm yeah, just saying they shut him down. Now, I like Washington. I mean, I thought Washington looked like a team that probably could win the national championship. I thought Alabama looked the best team out of the whole weekend. All right, but, I, I just disagree with it so much. Anyways, all right, in this episode of the podcast, college football committee breakdown, um, uh, a transfer portal, two guests. Two guests, Rick Butler from Rocky Top and B-Way, owner of 717 Sports, jump on. Uh, all right, early thoughts, Michigan versus Bama. I think we both – I like Alabama. I was just listening to Todd McShay. Like, I – you know, I've been like, from Alabama, like, they're my uh, my son. But I, I think Alabama's going to beat them because I think uh, they're just as physical at the line of scrimmage and they'll make J.J. McCarthy throw up over the top and he'll make some mistakes. And I think that uh, – Alabama will make enough plays to win the game. I will say this: not official picks. It's just you know early thoughts. Yeah, we're just going through. I, I think I think Michigan. This layoff is obviously huge for Michigan because I think they're a little banged up. I think they've been banged up going back back to that Penn State game. You know their offensive line; they couldn't run the ball worth a shit. So, like this this break, I think helps them tremendously. In you know, but bam, and you give Nick Saban a month to prepare. Holy moly! Good luck with that. Yeah, three three things. Uh, Nick's never lost a quarterfinal game. Never lost a a, a playoff game. Uh, no, wait, no, that's not true because he lost Ohio State. He lost Ohio State in fourteen. Yeah, yeah, but after that, he hasn't lost since. That's what I've heard. So, so he, he usually wins these games. Two, you okay? Let me ask you this: in seven bowl games, you know how many wins Jim Harbaugh has? Probably one. One and six. He's lost six straight. Yeah. And, and three, the other thing, the third reason I think that they're, you know, they're probably going to lose is is Alabama gobbles up 
teams that just try to run the way Michigan runs. Michigan runs like an old pro-style system where they pound the ball. It's a very diverse run game. That that goes in the heels of Alabama. You got to beat Alabama. You got to throw it downfield. And, and and I don't think Michigan has receivers to throw it downfield. And I think that's going to be their downfall. And yeah, Michigan's O line isn't that great as they were last year. So no, that's well. They had some guys banged up. They got to get healthy. Yep. All right. Second game. I the, the second game is a good one. I I don't know who who I Washington versus Texas. You got to lean. My lane probably right now is probably Washington just because I've liked what I've, I mean, they've had, they've played so many close games. They've come out on top. Um, I I think Penix is a, is a great quarterback. I think there are two great quarterbacks. That's, this is going to be an awesome football game. Uh, it'll probably be high scoring. It'll probably be back and forth. Uh, I, I'd probably have to lean Texas just because I think their defensive line is, is a little bit better than Washington's. Probably can get pressure on the quarterback, but um, haven't really looked too much into it. Probably, I don't know when we're going to pick that game, Coach. But I'll probably, I'm probably leaning right now towards Texas. I, I'm leaning towards Washington. I love their head coach and offense coordinator. You know, they do so many creative things on offense, and then, you know, they, you know, I think the four teams in this playoff, I think Washington probably has the best offense, right? I mean, I, I love what they do. The, the receivers are, are legit. They have two or three legit receivers. They have that running back is playing really well. And then Penix, I know he occasionally makes a bad mistake, but he's playing at a high level. I and I love their play design and different things. They run screens, they take shot, they take a lot of shots deep. Like they're aggressive. I, I really like that. You know, I, I think I like Washington to win the game. You know, it's early. I'm gonna you know just dig it, but I, I really like this Washington team. And they've been in a lot of tight games, they don't panic. All these That's tight games are always in a tight game. Yeah, every week you against the Arizona, Arizona States of the world. All right, here's the 12 team playoff if it was played. How exciting this would be. You know, so the one seed would be Michigan. Michigan would get the winner of Oregon versus Missouri. That would be a fascinating game to see Oregon versus Missouri. You know, because I think Oregon is a good team, even when they got their second loss. But Missouri's had a nice year. That'd be a fun game to watch. Yeah, that would be and then you, for sure. And then your fourth seed would be Alabama, and then it'd be Florida State versus Liberty. I think Florida State would win that. And then you your two would be Washington, and then it'd be Ohio State 7, Penn State 10. They might move Penn State up and down, because I don't know if they want rematches that early, you know what I mean? No, I don't but, think they would want a rematch for week one. And then, well, what you could do is, because six is Georgia. Georgia would play the, you know, Georgia six. Versus Ole Miss uh, 11, you can just flip-flop Penn State and Ole Miss. Oh, my God. Could you imagine this playoff right now if you have Georgia in there? And yeah, they but just got they, one I don't think they put. I don't think they put Georgia at six. If, uh, you think if they put Georgia five? I think they probably put maybe put them, even put them at a four. I mean, are they really going to drop? They lost one game in 30 games. They, should they really drop five, five spots? Three That's point a good loss. point. So you put, them at, you put them probably at four. You put Bama yeah. at five. Yeah. Right. But how much fun would this be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, it'd be incredible. We've been saying so. it all year, Coach. I mean, this is this was the perfect year for it. Next year, you know what's going to happen? We're going to have a bunch of two and three lost teams. You're probably going to have a nine and three team that's going to sneak in. It's going to happen, especially with these conference shakeups. I mean, like the SEC and the Big Ten is going to be kind of. I mean, there's going to be some upsets. Like, I don't think you're just not going to be all in pencil. So, like, Michigan's not going to go twelve, thirteen, and zero every year. 
Like it's just well, another, yeah, yeah. So the other thing is like it was a year of the quarterback, and we're losing a lot of them. I mean, Jane Daniels, Penix is gone, Bo Nix is gone. You know, Caleb's gone. Dr- I mean, it's like so many quarterbacks are leaving. There isn't a lot of quarterbacks that are like you know what I mean. Like yeah. there's a lot of good quarterbacks leaving. Yeah, you, you might. You know the best. I mean, you know the best quarterback probably coming back is probably Carson Beck. He's had a heck of a year from Georgia. Yeah, he'll be up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, about I, I cord, think, you're all over my ear saying how great he is. I, I still think he's a good quarterback. I think he got a little bit of a raw deal. Like I, I was listening, to, I was listening to Austin Ward today. You know Austin Ward, right? Like he's a pretty plugged in guy. He was shocked. He said he was shocked um, that, crying, that that happened. Ryan Day's scrambling. He's panicking. I don't like it. No, this he's is- not panicking. He's oh wait, wait, wait. I, I love the double standard. Wait, wait, hey, you guys run your whole Notre Dame. You, you run all your quarterbacks off last year. Okay, you run good. all your receivers off this year. You like Notre Dame? Go, oh, I love Freeman. Freeman's being aggressive. He's not taking shit. Ryan Day does the same thing, but he's crying. Ryan Day, come on, you have such a double standard. Because he's because I mean his team went eleven and one and I mean twenty four touchdowns six interceptions, that's yeah, pretty solid. That's a solid year. I think I was shocked, but I think that they feel like they can Early get up. Prediction: Where's he end up? Uh, I don't know. Indiana. I mean, he's a starting quarterback. He's good. He's just yeah. not probably Ohio State good. Michigan State. Michigan State. I saw that. You know, a school like that, maybe an ACC school, like a, you know, like a Virginia Tech type. You know, I could see him. You know, he's a good Florida, solid Florida, quarterback. Florida State? They need a quarterback. Their quarterbacks stink, and, and Travis is done. And he's a, you know, yeah. hey, dude, hey, Norbell's, he's very aggressive in that transfer portal. It would not shock me if he, he wound, wound up in a about Notre Dame? Kyle McCord to Notre Dame. Nah, they're 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 taking the Duke kid. That's already pretty much a done deal. Duke kids coming to Ohio State. Watch out, they're coming after. I saw him. the the Toledo quarterbacks out there too. Yeah, he, he's yeah, Flint, Flint, Matt, the portal. Matt yeah, the portal. Let's go over the portal before Rick comes up. We got Rick Butler coming on Rocky Top, and we're gonna really dig into some of this this stuff with, with college football. Um, so you know, some of the players we already talked about, some of the players. I, I you know the portal so the portal opens today officially. You got thirty days, so you know close. It closes January fourth, and then it, the second one's April fifteenth to April twentieth. So you got um, Cam Ward. You know he's a good player from Washington State. Washington State. You got Raleigh Riley Leonard. Here's some players uh, from Duke that you mentioned. Um, Will oh, Howard, Washington yeah. State. Our man DJ played a lot better this year. Oregon State, and then Grayson McCall, another quarterback from Coastal Carolina. So the movement, we got to do more later. The movement is insane. It's hard to keep track of it all. But it's been unprecedented and kind of crazy. Rick, the man, Butler, him and I was just arguing. Simple. I'm not trying to bias you one way or another. Did the committee get it right? To me, Yes, I do think they got it right. I I, I understand. Run SEC Hulk, Rick. I love you. Come on. Uh, hey, this is where my people are. Yeah, Not you're that from I claim Texas, Alabama by and, and you're an SEC writer. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. You know, uh, 
I'll tell you this, and, and and I'm not repeating things that people haven't been saying for 48 hours now, but you know, 24 hours now. But it's just such a crazy situation that we found ourselves in. It's two sides of the same coin. At least that's the way that I see it. On one side, you have the people who truly believe that the resume is the end all be all. On the other side of the coin, you have people who say. After 13 weeks, after 15 weeks, I want to know who the four best teams are that can reasonably make those four spots. I think every other year we've pretty much had those kind of go the same route. This is the first year they've really branched off, but I'm in the give me the best four teams boat. Now, I'm not saying that one's better than the other. I'm not saying that the other side's wrong, but I like the decision the committee okay, made, Rick, even Rick, if it put a rival in. But why not? Okay, then fine. Let's just put Georgia in. Because they're they're probably well, <laughs> the best teams. I'm just saying. I had to ad I had to admit to somebody today, right? Like that's the big hole in the logic. And I think what you say there is, well, the other four didn't lose on Saturday, right? And that does matter. And that's why I tried to at least say, give us the four best reasonable teams that you can put one through four. To me, I think that's the four they used. Yeah, and Rick, I, I said earlier that I think Georgia got probably shafted the most. I mean, they're 29-1 in their last 30 games. They're back-to-back -back national champions. Champion. They got beat by the rival Bama by three points in the in the, you know the SEC championship game, and you drop from five spots to six. Like, I just that's the one that, that kind of shocked me. Like, they didn't even consider them. And, and like, yeah, Coach, he doesn't care. Like, he just basically – I said Florida State wouldn't be favorite against any of the teams in the top seven. That includes Ohio State. Like Ohio State would be favorite over Florida State. So that tells me that they're not one of the top four best teams. They had a hell of a year, awesome year. But Travis, they're probably in that fourth spot. I don't know who they leave out if Travis is healthy. But just I, I just don't I just didn't see it the last two weeks. They didn't look the same like the same team that they were the first twelve weeks of the season. They just did it. Yeah, and I think everything you're saying right there is totally fair. And again, none of my argument here is to discredit anything that Florida State did because they put together a phenomenal season. Jordan Travis was phenomenal. And I think, yeah, yeah and I think that's been the kind of the sentiment of even people who felt like Alabama should have been in. Nobody's sitting up here saying, you know, uh, dogging Florida State season or anything like that. But to me, that matters, right? It matters when your quarterback went out. Tennessee was not the same team when Hendon Hooker went out last year. kind of, And it certainly wasn't the same situation, and not everything was on the line, and there were a lot of different games being played. But at the same time, I think I saw that from my perspective last year. It was a different team without their main guy. And to me, that was enough to say I don't believe that they're ending the year as one of the four best teams, despite the incredible undefeated record, despite the the ACC championship, all those things that go in. All the credit in the world to them, it just wasn't one of the four best teams as things stand now. And I hate that. I understand that it's highway robbery. I understand that it's an unprecedented mark you're going to make. I understand the questions that Florida State's having coming out of this. But I think that if you look at it just from different angles, you see, hey, they're not the same with that. Their quarterback doesn't change the defense. I understand that. But I want to see the three best playoff games we can. And I think that they're getting there with the teams that won on Saturday. And, and Rick, you know, they look at their strength of schedule. And I know they won. They, they scheduled LSU and Florida. I get it. Two SEC teams. But the ACC was probably the weakest conference of all the power fives this year. And no, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Whoa, 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 they whoa, had whoa. a winning record against other power five teams. The SEC had a losing record. 
against power five teams. So you want to say that, but the ACC, everybody's slanting the ACC and all this, but come on. Okay. All right. right? I'm just saying, I mean. Uh, okay. I so th- think, about that. think about that. Think about that. Hold on a second. Okay. LSU won. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Florida State beat LSU. Miami beat Texas A&M, right? So, you know, you got right. marquee wins. Oh, oh, let's think Danny Cannell made a great point. Everybody says, win these marquee games. When, and, and what did Florida oh, State do? They do two me. SEC teams and beat them. They beat them, Rick. Two SEC teams. Danny Cannell they did. Homer in the, in the, yeah, I get it. I just, I just didn't think. Listen, the ACC, Clemson was down this year. Florida State didn't have to play Notre Dame. I mean, what's the second? What's the second best team in the ACC that they beat? I mean, you're gonna say you're gonna say Louisville. Louisville looked awful on Saturday. Louisville looked awful. Maybe that had something to do with Florida State. But Rick, let's get in the SEC championship game. What did you think of that? I thought it was one of the best football games of the season. Um, and then you know what? How, how do you think your Volunteers? You know, kind of a double question. How do you think your Volunteers um, finished out? You excited about the bowl game? Uh, you know, where's uh? Volunteer Nation when it comes to, you know, Hypo and, and, and next year. Yeah, so starting off with the SEC championship game, I, I was thoroughly entertained by it. I, I didn't know who was going to win. I kept waiting, like I think a lot of people did, for Georgia to make that charge in the second half, for them to kind of find the pieces, put them together, stop some of the penalties that they were doing. But Georgia just never did that, and that was to my surprise. I picked Georgia to not only win this game, well, my FanDuel bet for for Georgia to win the national championship is down the drain at this point, right? So I really was was buying a. Yeah, I was I was quite literally buying my stock in the Bulldogs. You did. You picked them against the field when you were on. What did I, I did. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, now see, now I gotta now I gotta face the music. I did say that here, and I was wrong. Georgia completely surprised me. I, I they did not look that great, and, and Alabama just kind of found a way to win. And so for that, I think it was a really great game, and one that I'll remember fondly. Going to Tennessee, talking about this bowl game, I think that actually. People are pretty excited about this, and I think they're excited about this opponent in Iowa. I think they understand that, hey, Iowa has a phenomenal defense, but we've seen how limited they've been, even if it's just through headlines or TV segments throughout the year. People in Tennessee kind of understand the the sort of the momentum in the season that Iowa's had so far. So I think the Tennessee fan base is saying to themselves, we could have had to play in North Carolina, we could have had to have played Notre Dame. And I get that there's going to be big opt-outs in those games. But I think that playing Iowa to this fan base is a little bit better. And, and to me, yes, I, I think that Iowa is a more favorable matchup for Tennessee than those other teams. So I do think that this is a good landing spot. People did not want to go to Jacksonville for the Gator Bowl. I think Orlando was a good landing spot. Josh Heupel, who spent three years as the head coach of University of Central Florida, that's located in Orlando right there as well. So he kind of goes back to an area that he's familiar with. I'm sure there'll be plenty of recruiting going on for that game. But this is certainly a time that Tennessee fans are sitting back and they're sort of assessing the season. You're getting plenty of mixed responses. But but people are generally – I would say somewhere between slightly disappointed and slightly accepting of what the season was, but they're really looking at this bowl game to say, what's going to happen? Is Joe Milton going to come back to play, or do we finally get that chance to see Nico Iamaliava starting for Tennessee before next season? Right now, it's still up in the air, but that's sort of where people are people's minds are in terms of Tennessee for this bowl game coming up. And uh, 
Rick, I got one more follow-up. You, you mentioned uh, Milton. Uh, there's talk that he could be the new uh, Anthony uh, Richardson this year when he's just going to test off the charts and throw it 85, 90 yards. He's going to run a 4, 340, whatever the hell he's yeah. going to run. It's huge. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Is he the next big thing that's going to go from probably, I thought, maybe a you know, third-round guy to is he going to jump up in the, maybe the top 15? Yes, I, I... – I think there's going to be a lot of buzz around him. I'm not sure if he jumps up that high because I, I just truly don't think he's got the tape to prove it. Like, I think that's going to be the the uh, the negative aspect of his recruiting is people are going to say, well, turn on the tape, right? What tape does he have that's showing him defeating a really good team, that's showing him coming from behind, showing him with a top five, top 10, top 15 even kind of win? He doesn't have that. I think people are also going to point to the fact that, hey, it took him six years right two different schools Michigan and Tennessee to finally get his first starting year that all being said though everybody needs to fully embrace for the flood that is going to come in from NFL draft analysts that are like well look at this number and look at that number and I know it was an incompletion but he threw the ball 70 yards down the field and people are going to fall in love with that I think that there's going to be crazy buzz around Joe Milton just again because of all the intangibles to him right because of the metrics that he can put up I don't think he's as good as Anthony Richardson I don't necessarily think he had a a good to great year for Tennessee this year but I think that there's going to be plenty of analysis and and NFL scouts who say we can do something with that you know and and so that's where that comes from but I don't know about a, a massive jump just because Again, he doesn't have great film, but again, an NFL draft's not really my specialty, so I'm really going to be interested to see how it unfolds. But I do see a flood of of uh, high high level opinions coming towards the guy coming soon. That's awesome. Good stuff there. Hey, Rick, what would have happened if Florida State made it in over Alabama? Like, how much would you grew up in Texas and you you, you live in SEC country? How much would it have been like outrage in SEC land? I'll tell you what, I I think that there is a lot more outrage from the people that I have been seeing and in, in, in Vol Nation, if you will. I think there's a lot more outrage that Alabama was able to sneak their way into the playoffs. Wow. Most of, okay. look, I, Tennessee has been down for so long that a lot of the SEC love is lost, right? They're saying, we're sick of seeing Alabama in the championship. We're sick of seeing Alabama in favorable situations. We're sick of the committee or the NCAA favoring Alabama because they're Alabama. It's almost like Tennessee's big brother that just gets all the attention from mom and dad, and you're sitting there saying, hey, what? You know, I'm sick of this. Just kind of spread the love a little bit. When I, I, you know, we posted one of our articles yesterday talking about Alabama to Facebook. I can't remember how many comments came down from it. Obviously, Facebook is a different animal, but it was an overwhelming majority of people saying this was a robbery. This was Florida State got screwed, everything like that. So I, I think maybe if it had been a different team in the SEC, there might have been a little bit less of that reaction. But people in Tennessee hate Alabama, and that's just an absolute fact, as true as the the you know the sun rising in the east and setting in the west. People don't want to see Alabama back in the national championship around here. They're sick of it, and they've seen it enough. So I think if Florida State got in, people would have said people would have been intrigued that there were no SEC team. Again, I think that would have been fine for the people around here because it, it's kind of an us against the world mentality after again being bad for just so very long. Um, but, but to your surprise, I think that people would have been more receptive of that 
as opposed to Alabama sneaking in because, of course, it's Alabama, and we've seen it every year, and we've got to see it every year. I think that's kind of how people are thinking. You got uh, you got Bama winning it all? Yeah, yeah, give us some picks in the games, and who do you yeah, think wins yeah, it all? Yeah, both picks. Yeah, that's tough. I think that the winner of the 1-4 game wins the national championship. I think that Texas is going to beat Washington. I, I, I feel – Pretty darn confident in that, and not saying that there's no way. I'm just – I feel confident in my own pick. Yeah. I don't know how to pick Michigan-Alabama, but I do think that that's your national champion right there. I think they eventually go on to beat Texas. Uh, if you really made me decide, it's hard to pick against Nick Saban just from everything I've seen, from everything I've witnessed. Um but it's also hard to pick against Michigan right now. Everything they've been able to overcome this year. I understand that maybe they haven't played as many big teams as, as Alabama, but they've also not play, played as many close games as Alabama. Alabama played uh, 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 South Florida close. They played Auburn close. They let Tennessee dominate them in the first half of play before coming back. They let yeah, Auburn play right. them close. So uh, that's a weird juxtaposition. I think that Alabama's better built for this moment. But Michigan's done nothing but steamroll teams throughout the year. So I, I, I guess I'll tentatively pick Alabama now. I might change my pick before the game coming up, but I do think that's your national champion right there, what, which, whoever wins that game. Hey, hey, Rick, last one. I'll get out on this. So I put up the 247 team rankings. It has t- Tennessee at number 12. They have 20 commits. How good do you think this class is? They got you know early signing period come up a couple of weeks. How good is this, this class? And they still got some more work to do. They absolutely still need to do a little bit more work. I, I, I you know, going back to that SEC championship game, I, I texted one of my buddies about this, who is an Arkansas grad, so he's going through it a little bit right now. But he gets it too. I just texted him. I said, everybody on this field and everybody behind them is a five-star player. College football and is and especially top twenty-five college football is just so much about recruiting. It, it, in so many ways, it's the only thing that matters. And then you get to the head coach and the personnel and everything like that. No, no, no. Recruiting is the thing that matters most. So I, I think that with with the separation that Alabama and Georgia and soon-to-be Texas are creating in the SEC, Tennessee has got to still try to find these, these early signing day flips. They've got to find these last-minute wins, things like that. I think that 12 is a really good spot. Don't get me wrong. They've got some really talented players. One of them being five-star wide receiver Mike Matthews, who is the the kind of the jewel of the class for Tennessee. He is a phenomenal get, and and I think he's going to be an impact player next year for Tennessee. You know, but but again, there, there's so many three stars and kind of four stars in this class, and and that's there's nothing wrong with the three star and a four star. But the teams at the top have nothing but five stars on the field. And so I, I think that if you're Tennessee, you feel good about where you are. You'd like to be a little bit better, but you really want to try to get some of those last-minute wins and some of those key signing day flips uh, right here in a crazy month that will be December. Yes, it will be. Yeah, the, the portal the portal's going to be crazy, too. Have they lost yeah. people in the portal? We Tennessee has. Uh, they've lost about four or five right now. None of them too detrimental. Uh, and, and I think that's been a positive thing for Tennessee. Now, I do think that you'll see some bigger name players start to go into the portal, maybe some more impact guys. But at least in this first 24 hours that it's officially been open, it hasn't been too much. I think that the top guy that Tennessee has lost right now is uh, a player named Addison Nichols, who was the number two recruit in the class of 2022. So that's a Tennessee's second highest player in that class, I, I should clarify. So that's obviously a big one, but... 
it, it hasn't been too too bad so far, but Tennessee plays their bowl game just like six or seven hours before the bowl cl- or before the window closes. So I think from a Tennessee perspective, anybody who's going to go into the portal goes in before that uh, Citrus Bowl game on New Year's Day. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you're seeing a lot of movement right now, and. And, you know, you know, the bull, you know, when we were kids, right, Rick, bulls meant so much. And now you look at these bulls and these teams are going to be so decimated. And it's like, yeah, it's like, who's going to be playing in the game between opt outs and transfer portal. And the other thing is like Georgia, look at Georgia's one back to back national championships. You think they're going to be motivated? Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Maybe Florida State won't be motivated. I don't know. Like, you know yeah. it's, so it's the motivation. It's the opt outs and the transfers. It, it is. And, and I think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Florida State's already 13 and a half point dog, so that just shows you right there <laughs> that they might not be motivated. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that game especially is crazy. Like, who, who, you know, one team is really upset. The other team just won't really care because it's not what they're used to in the national championship. I'm interested in that one. But the one thing that I do like that the NCAA has kind of done here in the last couple of years to make this more of a possibility is – games don't count bowl games don't count towards a player's red shirt so you can yeah, have a that. player play in the game play as much as they want in the game and it won't matter for instance tennessee quarterback nico Iamaliava. i don't think the red shirt is going to matter at the end of the year but just based on the way this game this year shook out he actually earned himself a red shirt he only played in four games but because of that he will be able to 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 play in the bowl game, play in that fifth game this season, but then still keep his red shirt heading into next year. And that's true across the board with guys. So I think that gives teams a little bit more. It's almost like a super early preseason game, right? The amount of players you're bringing in who, who are going to kind of project to be an impact player for next year. And, and I think that's kind of what you're going to see Tennessee do at least a little bit. Really see what they've what they've got with some of these young players that didn't play a whole lot during the season, but you can afford to play them in this game because you're not worried about a red shirt or anything else like that. So that's at least, I, I think, the one beneficial thing that the NCAA has done to kind of try to counteract all these opt-out and transfer portal movement. That's a great point, Rick. You're, I think we're going to see more younger players probably play. I mean, that's that's a, that's a really good point. No, no, I agree. Like a couple years ago, Ohio State played in the Rose Bowl, and um, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, two first round picks, opted out. And it was the first game we saw Marvin Harrison Jr. play. He caught three touchdown passes, and it was there so exciting to see these young guys. As I mean, they're like, like, why play Millen? Just play Nico, man. Get the kid some reps. Let him go out there and see what he can do, and that, that will springboard him an extra. If he struggles, who cares? It's, it's valuable reps. Man, if you put on a a, a Tennessee sweatshirt right now. You'll fit right in with the folks around here. That's all Everybody people have been screaming. Yeah, yeah. That's all people have been saying all year. And there's obviously been a, a good bit of, you know, it's a myth that they were going to put him in this year. But that is a really legitimate thought. And that's absolutely the point I agree with is, hey, look, Joe Milton has done phenomenal for this program the last three years. I think he's going to be remembered fondly, maybe not as much on the field, but certainly off the field. But he's heading to, to greener pastures. He's heading to the NFL. And, and Tennessee did not get to get Nico Iamaliava a lot of good work this year. They really didn't get to put him in in any sort of meaningful snaps. And he's going to be your starter next year with a game against North Carolina State in Week 2, with a game at Oklahoma in Week 4. I mean, that's that's a tough draw right there. You don't want to send in a total rookie and to go do that job. So I, I think that's where you say – we need to prepare for the future. We thank you, Joe Milton, for all you've done. 
but we really need to get our quarterback in here next year because we just didn't get to play him as much because Tennessee was not closing teams out early in the year, which kind of became a trend throughout the season. So I, I, I am in complete agreement with you. The vast majority of Tennessee fans around here are in the agreement with you. People want to see Nico. And right now, I think it's a good kind of coin toss whether you do or not, Whether uh, depending on what happens with Joe Milton. You, you like the 12-team playoff coming in next year? I do. Um, I, I, I like the four. I, to me, the sweet spot is six or eight. It's unfortunate that we're just, you know, we're, we're playing on both sides of that. Uh, but I, I, I do. I, I think obviously we'll still be arguing a lot over these teams. It'll be maybe a little bit easier of arguments, but I, I do like the opportunity. And certainly from a covering Tennessee perspective, it gets it gives me a better chance to maybe cover the college football playoffs one day. So from a selfish perspective, I will take a 12-team playoff. Yeah, yeah, Rick, that's a good point because, like, if you win 10 games, there's a good chance, you, like, as an SEC team, especially with the expanded, you know, Oklahoma, Tennessee, uh, Texas coming in, you win ten games, you're probably going to get in, right? The top twelve. Yeah. I mean, there's good, there's a pretty good, damn good chance of that. So that's that's a good point. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's the truth. And if you're somebody like Tennessee, you know, I said that in a little bit of a tongue and cheek kind of way, but there is a lot of truth to it. But if you're the SEC, you're looking at and saying, all right, Georgia, Texas, and Alabama are going to be fighting for the top two spots for the next X amount of years. LSU is going to be there sometimes. Maybe a Tennessee is going to be there sometimes. There, there's separation right there. So I, I think that's the only way for the SEC, besides Georgia and Alabama, maybe a Texas, to get a couple more guys, a couple more teams into that spot. So certainly looking forward to a little bit of a different conversation next year. Hey, a lot of my friends and I, a lot of my friends and I, we want those SEC boys come up north and play some football with some snow and some cold weather. Why don't you get your boys up here and play some? No, I, this is this is why we're here. It was a choice. We, we, I mean, look, I think the Iowa folk are real happy to be heading down to Florida this year. They're, yeah, they're, they're yeah. going an hour away from the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. So, all right, Rick. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, great job coming on as always. We love having you. You, you uh, enjoy the off season. Uh, you're going on the bowl game, I assume, right? I will be. So New Year's Day, I will be in Orlando. If you see it on TV, no, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be waving to you guys. All right. Well, you enjoy the game and uh, enjoy the off season, buddy. All right. Thanks, hey guys, Rick. thanks so much. We love you. Your favorite guest. We appreciate you coming on. It means a lot to us. This is my favorite part of the day. Favorite part of the week. So thanks so much for having me on. Anytime you guys ask, it's an automatic yes. So looking forward to it. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ray. Yep. See ya. All right. He was great. He always is. We'll go right into it. What's up? Uh -oh. what? You happy he agreed with you? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that just solidifies my point. So I, I do like that. <laughs> Anybody likes that. Yeah. He was good. Mr. Our fearless leader. <laughs> My guy in life, Brandon Way. We just had Rick Butler on from Rocky Top. He thinks they got it right. Mr. Brandon Way, <laughs> what say you about the committee and what they did by letting Florida State out and Alabama in? I don't think – how can you get this wrong? If you have – I want to know, know all their resumes, credentials, how can you have a team win 13 straight games in one of the best conferences in America and not get in? Go ahead, Mr. Clark, since you thought it was right. 
I just I didn't think they looked like the best team. I, I mean I I agree, but you know what, coach? If they would have put if they would have put Forest State in, I'm fine with it. It is what it is. I they, they really had six to seven teams that I thought could have been in it this year. You know, look at look at coach, look at Georgia. They're 29-1 last 30 games. Their only loss is a three-point loss in the SEC championship against a Nick Saban-led Alabama Crimson Tide. And they dropped five spots. I mean, listen, they have just as much gripe as, as anyone, in my opinion. Hey, 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 wait, I said this. If it's just eye test, then why have Washington? We should just put Georgia in. It's all about eye test. Exactly. If you say that you want the best four, and then, then Georgia got to be in. It don't make no sense to me. You get too many people in the room and start throwing around ideas, and everybody starts out thinking each other. And 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 this is what money. happened. Yeah, the money and the money too. Why not have Texas in there and Alabama? They're all going to bring top dollars to the to the playoffs. Absolutely. But you're right though too. When you think about it, you got Washington out west. You got Texas in the south, but the, you know closer southwest. You got Alabama. Right, and you got Michigan up north, so you got like the perfect balance. Um, but I know Florida State fans are are, are feeling the heat, and, and and they're very upset. I mean, and you know, let me ask you this way: If Florida State wins thirty five nothing, you think they make it? Yes, yes, I do too. I do too. They, they, I don't think they're going to cut them off. I agree. I was watching the game with, with my wife, and I well, she wasn't watching; she was on her phone, but. <laughs> I leaned over to her during the game. I'm like this game is is boring. Like it's not it's, it's not entertaining. It's not really it's not fun. It's not so they need the flash points. And I think that's where they didn't get it. It was it was a tough watch, but it was a third string quarterback. Yeah, like, come on. I know, hey Brandon. You know what I you know what game I said that about the Ohio State Michigan game. I said I said man, this game this game is boring. <laughs> yeah. What that was an exciting game back and forth. <laughs> not really, it was pretty pretty terrible. I forgot my hoodie. I was going to wear. Hey, Brandon, let me ask you this. Good. Uh, are you still still in on uh, Dion in Colorado? Kind of got a little shaky. The hype train went crazy, and then they struggled down the stretch. Yeah, I see people say it's a disappointing season. I'm sitting there like, how? You won one game the previous year. You won four this year. You made more money than you made in the last 50 years, probably. Like, I don't know what you can – and you're leaving the, one of the toughest conferences in America this year. Like, things are going to get better. They're, they're headed in the right direction. Now I kind, of, I kind of agree with that. I mean, you look back as a whole, it just – all those wins came in the first five or six weeks. If they were spread out throughout the season, I think it's a, I think it's a different outlook on – on. it was just the fact that what they lose, six or seven or something like that. I mean, it was, it was a lot. So, if you look at it, they, they yeah, – Scheduled spaced out where they won like two and then maybe won two more to finish out the season or whatever it was. I think it would have been a completely different outlook on it. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. and it was, and it was ugly. Like they weren't even they, 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 they weren't close losses. Uh, I don't know. I mean the recruiting thing right now with them dropping to like sixty fifth, like that makes me a little nervous. But I mean they're they're going to do well in the transfer portal probably. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But, but, like, you're right. Like, he, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I still believe in Dion. I think you'll you get it right. But the, he has not recruited like everybody thought he would. I, outside of Travis Hunter, it, it has not been that much pizzazz. And if he didn't have his son at quarterback, I don't know what he'd do at quarterback. Because they had two quarterback commits and they both decommitted. 
And good. You, his son's gonna be the number one pick probably next year. Like he's he's legit. His son's really good. Yeah, it, it, Shador is really good. You know, the thing with it is is way they kind of remind me back when we used to coach in the city school, like their skill was good. Somebody said this. They said if it was a seven on seven team, they'd be a top fifteen team. But their old line was putrid. He's gotta get some linemen. His son got destroyed. It might have been one of the worst power five line line we've seen all year. I mean, they were just they were just putrid. And and, and I guess the thing that bothered me about Dion was when he demoted Sean Lewis as OC. I, I and I, I didn't like the way he did that. But I, I think Dion learned a lot. I think he'll go in the portal, get a bunch of players, and and I think that the they're on the right track. If you're the AD, you're loving it. Like you said, they sold out in like an hour. You know, they're making so much money for the athletic department through Dion. So I, I think in the end it's a win-win. He just next year, next year he's gotta get the six. Get the six, make a bowl. Imagine that bowl game, they'd be so hyped up, right, B? If they go to a bowl next year, oh my God, that'd be incredible. It'll be, it'll be star studded. Everybody will go out there. All kinds of rappers and, and entertainers and actors and everybody will be there. People were going this year, no matter where he went. If he went to the freaking Meineke Bowl or 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 the Pat Wider Bowl. People, people were coming. True, Clark, you got a question? Uh, you know, let's let's stay let, let's stay with uh, uh, the Pac-12 and uh, those uh, those Pac-12 teams coming to the Big Ten. I know you're a Big Ten guy. Um, you know, what do you think? With the, it's going to look a little bit different. You know, I don't think I don't think Ohio State and Michigan are going to be playing every year at eleven and zero with these new teams coming in. What are your thoughts on those on those teams coming in the Big Ten? It gets it gets it gets weird, right? Because now we got the, the like the twelve team playoff coming too, or eight team, right? Is eight? Twelve. Oh, twelve. Yeah, but the first four teams get a buy, so kind of kind of is yeah. like an eight eight team playoff kind of, right? Because yeah, they're all going to play the same amount of games, so it's kind of weird. Well, it's going to be funny to see how it plays out because you figure Michigan and Ohio State will get in. Uh, and then you'll have like you know Penn State floating around where they float at, and then you got USC, UCLA. Like these teams are like, how many teams are you going to allow in from the Big Ten? Like it's it gets a little weird. And then you got the SEC with Texas and them coming. Like it's going to be, is it going to be just two conferences going at it, or we already disrespected Florida State this year? Well, it, you know what, Coach? That's what I kind of said earlier to start the podcast. Is that you're probably not going to have this problem next year. Or you wouldn't have it this year if those teams were already in because those teams, like, they're all going to be in on each other. So Florida State would have probably been in because I don't think Alabama, Georgia, um, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, all these teams are probably not going to go undefeated. Washington's not going to go undefeated because they're going to be in the Big Ten. I mean, like, Washington's just- not going to go undefeated next year. Uh, well, part they're losing Penix. But, but the second reason is they're going to have to, you know, they, they play a much tougher schedule now, you know, because they're, they're they it's basically – they all do. They, yeah, they do. And they're combining. Yeah. And, and so, and so yeah, it will be. I mean, but it's year to year. It really depends. Like, Penn State's got a four or five week schedule that's that's insane. And but Ohio State's isn't as bad next year. Penn State's got a tough road next year. You see their schedule next year, B? Who, Penn State? Oh, it, it, it is. This is their four. I'll tell you their four game stretch. It's really tough. And Dylan pointed this out to me. Okay, this is a four-game stretch. UCLA, which, you know, they're all right, in, in, in Penn State. They got to go to USC. Okay, then they get a bye week. Then they go to Wisconsin. Then they have Ohio State at home. And then they got Washington at home. 
I mean, UCLA, wow. USC, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Washington. That is that is not easy. Those are five like, you know, that's not like a, a Iowa or Illinois. They're, you know, those are you know, good to decent teams. You would think Wisconsin's going to be better year two with Fickle. You would think USC is going to be better because they hired a real DC finally. So like that's that's an incredible five game stretch. So how many big, uh, teams, big ten teams get in next year? Wow, that's I don't a great know. question. Three. That's a great question. Three, I would say three next year. Three, and I don't even know if it's going to be Michigan. I'd I think it's going to be Ohio State. You said football. I think Michigan's probably done. So, oh my goodness, coach, you can't say four teams. No, but listen, the the schedule next year. <laughs> it's going to be quite right. the <laughs> That'd be nuts. No, no, no. Michigan's not going to have. They're not going to have any coach. All right, uh, Michigan <laughs> schedule next that? year. Well, okay. Let me get the Michigan schedule. This is Michigan schedule next year. They got yeah. Texas. Texas goes to the Big House. Me too. Yeah. They have USC in the Big House. They go to Washington. Um. They have Oregon at home, and they got to go to Ohio State. So they got to go to Ohio State. They got to go to Washington, and they have USC, USC, and Texas at home. That is a legit schedule. Yeah, everybody in the Big Ten schedule is going to be rough now. Like it's that's what I mean. It's just it's it's going to be the whole landscape of college football. Is, I think for next year is completely changed. Um, and you know, it's I'm not. I think it's for the better. I like it. I, I think there's so many, yeah, there's so many games. Like this is. I mean, just look at those games. Look how many weeks we have. We're like, oh, the slate's okay, but like now it's like, oh shit, USC plays Michigan. You know what I mean? They play Texas. Like, there's there's big – in the SEC, I was looking at Florida's schedule for next year. It's crazy. I mean, they play – I mean, they have, like, six or – I mean, I think their overrunner on wins is going to be, like, four. It is, they're going to be a better team. It's just they, they play so many good games. Like, there's no patty kicks anymore. And That's I don't crazy. think you just – I don't think you just put James Franklin down for ten wins like like you have been <laughs> able to do for the last three years because he's actually got to play somebody other in Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. That's gonna be crazy if Florida gets four wins. Like I'm telling you, hey, hey, coach, bring up their schedule, okay? You got it? Can you get that up quickly? Yes, I'm looking right now. Uh oh, my lord! Let's look at their schedule. All right, so this Florida schedule: Miami week one, uh, Sanford. They win that. That's Texas A&M. Um, uh, US U UCF. They got to go to Tennessee, home of the Georgia, the biggest cocktail at Florida State, Kentucky, uh, LSU, Ole Miss at Mississippi State at the end at Texas, the I'm end of the season you. at Texas. I'm yeah. telling you, there, you go through that schedule and based off what they have this year, you only have like two wins on there. I mean, and UCF's going to be a, a toss up. UCF's not a bad football team. No, so I'm, wow. I'm telling nice. you, like four wins is maybe the over. I mean, I like oh, under. Well, well USC schedule is tough too. Listen to USC. USC has week one. They're playing uh, LSU in Vegas. Wow. Then they, they have Utah State, and then they get a bye. Then they go to, then they go to the Big House, Michigan. You know, then they have Wisconsin at home. At Minnesota, but then they got Penn State at home. 
Um, and then at Maryland, Rutgers, then at Washington, they're off Nebraska at UCLA and then Notre Dame. Jesus. <laughs> USC's non conference schedule is LSU, Notre Dame, and Utah State. <laughs> oh my God. And they're joining the Big Ten. Oh my God. USC is going to go like seven and five next year. They went seven and five this year. With a new quarterback, and they're losing Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you, Coach Wilder. Yes. What hurts more as a Buckeye fan? Watching watching Michigan in the playoffs or watching Quinn Ewers in the playoffs? Oh. Michigan, without a doubt. I'm not worried about Quinn. And your starting quarterback transfer. So that would have been your starting quarterback this year, probably. He probably would have beat out McCord. Probably, but it wasn't going to happen. That whole thing was weird. Remember, he transferred in like his senior year of high school. And like what I read, he thought he was going to beat out CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud <laughs> was there for like a year and a half, and he thought he was going to beat him out. And he should be a senior in high school. And then he trans, he came in one game, handed the ball three times, and then transferred. It was, and the only reason he did it is he couldn't get NIL money for playing high school football. So he came to Ohio State because Ohio allowed it. And he was he was literally there from like August and then left in like December. He was there for like three months. So that one don't bother. So yeah, here's a bigger one. I got one for you. Uh here's a good one. Ryan Day picked Kyle McCord over JJ McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. I mean JJ McCarthy wanted to come to Ohio State and he picked Kyle McCord over him. In his defense, though, I think Kyle McCord like committed as like a tenth grader. It yeah, he real- committed early. That was the difference. JJ was was blown up, but he blew up a little later. That was the thing. Like he committed right away, and, and they took the commitment. Yeah, I so remember he, that when St. Joe's prep had the the, the the young quarterback committed to. I mean, I mean, I, I'm the president of the of the Kyle McCord fan bay, uh, fan club. Clark's been saying for two months he stinks. And 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 so I, you know, and a lot no, of my I friends everybody's giving me a hard time today about it, which is Coach fine. Um, no, I think he's great. a decent no, quarterback, no, but no, Ohio State. What'd you say? I said now he's great because he's not Ohio. He's not. He's not a Buckeye anymore. But like, so but like I think that I, I, you know, but like this is, you know, this is the world. Like Ohio State, Ryan Day looked like he was going to murder him about three times a game. Um, and in in a way, he did cost in Michigan game through the worst pick ever. He missed Julian Fleming on a wide open touchdown pass, like wide open, like you could have threw it to him way, and, and, and he threw the underneath pass instead, and, and threw it at the feet of Buka. So I think he's just frustrated at at you know a lot of his mental mistakes at the time, and so I think he looks look like the Ohio State they can get Dylan Gabriel. Um, you know, there's a lot of things they could do. So, so you're not panicking. You don't think Ryan All right, last Day one. We got to get you out of here. Uh, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So you, you think Ryan Day's panicking? Is it like the wheels falling off? I said that's – No, no, no. Stop, 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 Clark, stop. No, no. This is what Clark did. He's panicking. This is the funny thing. Brandon, this is the funny thing. Literally the other day, Notre Dame's down to four scholarship receivers. And, like, all these guys transferred out. And I was like, wow, this is good. And then he goes, oh, yeah, I like it. Freeman's – you know, you can't cut it. Ryan Day, the same thing, a quarterback, and now he bets on him. I love it. Kyle McCord's not good enough. He's going to get an upgraded quarterback. you got to be ruthless. Dabble Sweeney lost his fastball because he refuses to use the transfer. 
If you're not ruthless and college it will eat you up. Look at your boy Franklin. He was ruthless. He fired Yurzich and went and got a new coordinator. You got to be ruthless. Look at Nick Saban. He benched. He, he benched. Monroe. Uh, no, bro. No, no, but I'm saying look at Nick Saban in the National Championship game. He benched Hurts and went to do it. You got to be ruthless. Ryan Day has not been ruthless enough. You got to be ruthless. In the words of Urban Meyer, that's life in the big city. It's life in the big city. You're 0-3 against Michigan. He, he played really bad against Michigan. He's been up and down. I'm the president of the Spain club, but you're going to go get an upgrade in the portal. And that king. <laughs> Guys, we're 11-1. You act like you want seven and five or something. Twenty coach way, twenty-four touchdowns, six interceptions. <laughs> this guy is a <laughs> Clark is the biggest bait and switch guy I've ever met in my life. He told me the last two months he, he sucks, and now he's he's gassing him up. Oh my god, way. Are you a believer in James Franklin still? As in what, like? Ten and two. National title. Ten and two. James Franklin. I think he's a he's a yes he's a he's a he, he's a BCS or whatever it's called playoff coach. I think he's good enough to get us to the playoffs. Do I think he's good enough to win a championship? I mean that's still yet to be told. But I think he is what he is. Like he's not overrated. He's not underrated. He just is who he is. Penn State <laughs> never been like a powerhouse, and people think that we. Are I'll get it right there? We are, but anyway, <laughs> people think that you know. I think I think Joe Paterno had a losing record against Ohio State, Michigan, so like he didn't beat beat them a lot either. So like you know, a lot of Penn State fans are hanging on that, but even though he has a losing get record against those two, you know, you know, Joe Pa struggled as well. Well, he's also like eighty years old, but they were just beating him. I mean, the guy that coached Lee is eighty five or whatever the hell he was, so. I don't think yeah. they came really? into what they didn't come into what the nineties. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's not like they he was he was already in the seventies when they started playing them playing them every year. Come on, that's probably true. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like it wasn't like they beat them. All right, nobody all right, way we gotta wrap nobody, it up. My man's gonna fall asleep. Hey, coach, nobody benefits more than this twelve game playoff, twelve team playoff in Penn State because if they go ten and two, they're probably in just about every year. Like that's. That's going to be no, Penn State will probably go undefeated and they won't let him in. <laughs> no, Penn State got a lot of money, man. We got a lot of money. And that's I the thing that's that. crazy is Florida State's a blue blood. And it's not like Florida State is like, like some rinky-dink program. They won it all with Jameis. How long ago was that? Clark, 10 years ago? Is Florida State a blue blood, Clark? A yeah. traditional program? Yes. Yeah, it, it, that's crazy. So, so that's I will defend the committee on this. Everybody says it was all about now I think Alabama, Michigan is going to be an unbelievable rating. Don't you think, Clark? Oh my God, that game is. You're talking about Michigan, huge fan base, alumni, Alabama. It, that's going to get a massive number, don't you think? Oh, I mean, look at the coaches too: Harbaugh, Saban. Woo -hoo. Yeah, oh, I know. It, it's going to get a massive number. Yeah, 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 I agree. They got it right, and, and all the Ohio State fans. Oh, right. oh, let's get, wait, wait. Who do you think wins it all? Me? Yeah, who do you think wins it all? I want to go Michigan just because I'm cheering for them. Uh, just because of the Big Ten. But it's a toss up, man. I mean, I don't know. 
Can I say that? <laughs> I'm going for That's Michigan. Fine. I'm going for Michigan. Yeah, I want Hardball to get one. I want the Big Ten to get another one. Besides Ohio State. Oh, yeah, I, you know if they win it, I can't wait until the NCAA uh, takes it off. Then that'd, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, God. baby. <laughs> Here we go. I wouldn't mind seeing Saban. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing Saban get another one either. He tied Bear Bryant. Well, he's right? got a race seven. Yeah, he take the lead. Him and Bear Bryant both have seven. He would. He would get eight, and he would get. He would have the most in college football history. I think this is Saban's I mean, best coaching job. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, it's like, yeah. sure. Yeah, hey, we were on this podcast like, oh, they're done. He benched Jalen Monroe against uh, was that USF. Like they look like crap, and then like here they are. I mean, it's unbelievable. Jesus. Did you see his speech before the game? It, it was incredible. Way you got to go see it. Oh no, I'll best. find it. It was one of the best. Did you see Clark? Yeah, it was one of the best pregame speeches I've ever seen. I watched like three times. I, I was ready to go play, play a game. Like, it was incredible, just about, about toughness and being physical, and just like it was like this dude didn't want to see, didn't want to see Kirby seventy two still got smiling. it. Yeah, he's like we don't want to see Kirby smiling across the side across the sidelines. Oh yeah, he was he was all over it. I mean, I mean Belichick's kind of lost his fastball, but I I don't think Saban has. Saban's a a, a, a young looking seventy two. It's incredible. Yeah, he does. Fountain of youth, man. Yeah, I don't know what he does. All right, Way. I'll see you tomorrow at school, big dog. Appreciate y'all guys, man. Keep doing your thing. Thanks, Coach Way. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. you. Yep. You know, right, he's coach. on me. There you go. He's on my side. You got to wrap guys. it up. My man's going to fall asleep here. Yeah, two great guys. 14-7 Jags. Oh, yeah. Good. There's always the Jags. You can get your split shirt for next week, or are you going to wear Browns? I'll wear my Browns. Maybe. All right, all right. As long as they start flying. Yeah, off. it was a great show. Rick Butler brought it. Way brought it. You brought it. I brought it. It was a fun show. Thank you guys for listening. Next week, let's do bowls. We're just going to do all the bowls. Let's do like 30, 40 minutes. Just go through the games back and forth. Pick the games. At, you know, not fat. Just like pick the game. Boom. Go to the next seconds one. Each. 30 seconds each. Quick. Yeah, yeah, let's do quick. And then, you know, everyone wants to listen to the bowl, you know, preview. So I'll get that done and we'll, we'll get that going. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Clark, thank you so much for coming on. I know you've been busy. And go Bucks! Go beat, I guess, Missouri.